Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Join John Bernadovich as he embarks on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals to understand what it takes to do HR like a boss. Each week, John chats with professionals with a wealth of knowledge and practical experience to help you tackle HR's biggest challenges. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe, hit the five-star rating, and share it with your HR friends. John is a father, husband, competitive golfer, author of HR Like a Boss, and founder of Willery, a professional services firm dedicated to HR and payroll technology and people. He is devoted to transforming the workplace by empowering the HR and payroll communities to navigate their ever-evolving business landscape with ownership and passion. You're listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast, hosted by John Bernadovich. Welcome back to the HR Like a Boss podcast. This is your host, John Bernadovich. I am super excited to have Bree Schmidt back on the HR Like a Boss podcast. I met Bree at the Northern Ohio HR Conference, and she did a very quick abridged hello, goodbye on the HR Like a Boss podcast as we were live streaming there. So Bree, welcome to the show. John, thank you so much for having me back. It was so great to meet you. Gosh, it was, what, in May already? Um, It's really great to be connecting with you again. So thanks for welcoming me back. Time flies when you're having fun. You got kids, you're running a business, you're trying to have a life, taking care of yourself. All those things make time go by very quick. Just a few things going on, John. Just a few. No, I I can understand. All right, so Bree, tell the HR Like a Boss community a little bit about yourself, your background, and the work that you're doing within your business. Sure. I am a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a keynote speaker and I am the creator behind the Pittsburgh-based social media platform, The Thinking Branch. It is a community that serves over 165,000 followers across Facebook and Instagram where we connect on the real and the raw things that we deal with um, and how we can insert self-care and our mental wellness and well-being as we navigate our personal parenting and professional lives. So I do a lot of work sharing my story and creating space online for people to just have that rare time to reflect on how they're taking care of their well-being. Um, in addition, I do um, some some freelance writing about mental health locally. And as you know, my favorite thing that um, my business has led me to is doing some keynote speaking for companies, employee resource groups, and conferences across the country. Yeah, I was super excited to meet you there. And it's got to be surreal, Brie, for you to say 165,000 followers. Like 165 is a lot. <laughs> and 1,600 is a lot. And then 16,000 is a lot. So sooner it'll be 1.6 million, right? <laughs> is that what's coming next? Well, you know, the number, it's it's always interesting because in our social media world, people can really focus on followers. And I always say I didn't start the platform to gain followers. That was never the goal. But I think that number is a representation of how many people are craving a more real and raw conversation in a world that is very um, hand-picked, highlight reel-esque, both in our social media platforms. And I would say even in the way that we can sometimes show up to work, we want to show up to our offices, to our Zoom meetings, to our networking events, feeling put together or seeming like we're put together when really we all have some edges that we are dealing with because we show up as our whole selves, not just the role that we play in our work. And so to me, that number represents just how many people are craving 
that kind of conversation. And I'm honored to be the one that gets to help foster that. Yeah, there's a market for that for sure. And I give you a ton of credit for not focusing in on all the followers, but delivering the content and the support and the market will find you. All right. So Bree, you had a little practice on this question because I had you on the show before that abridged version, but I'll tee you up for my favorite question on the HR Like a Boss podcast because to me, life and business and everything we do is about purpose and why is it that we're doing it? So tell me, Bree, what you think the purpose of human resources is. The purpose of human resources is supporting the people behind the business, period. Um, there's systems involved, you know, there's marketing, there's there's sales, there's all of all of this work that we put in to creating great processes, great systems, and those are things that businesses need. But anyone knows that a business is only as good as the people that are executing those systems. And I believe that HR professionals are the ones who ensure that the people in the business feel supported, um, that the culture is set up to support them to do their best work, and that they are there to um, help them if something happens on the human side of their work. And um, I would argue that um, HR professionals are probably the most under-talked about part of business, especially over the last couple of years, as the face of business has changed. I think you know the HR profession has changed a lot in the way that um, they have had to show up for people as the scope of the world and um, the way that business has run has shifted a little bit. So, Yeah, no, I totally agree that we've, the, the folks in HR have definitely gone from the, uh, I'll call it the the background, the the stagehand support to the, the front actor, the lead role in a lot of businesses because of COVID and the changes and now all things that are impacting people and this, this stress of how do we make sure we get the most out of our people and, and that we support them in the best way that we can, which is a perfect segue. Gosh, as a podcast host, I really did. I did that well with my next question. I'm, I'm patting myself on the back because I know sometimes you got to do that in life. And uh, I don't I do not do this podcasting thing every single day. So when I do, I surprise myself. I do say a lot of really stupid things as well. But that being said, so Bree, tell me what it means, wellness in the workplace. You've been focused on this. You've been you've been studying it. You've been keynote speaking. You're a sought after thought leader. What does wellness in the workplace mean to someone as astute as you on the subject? I think it goes back to what I said about what an HR professional is, is they're supporting the people behind the business. And I think um, wellness is something um, in our fast paced world that even personally, we can sometimes struggle to focus on. Me as a parent and an entrepreneur and a friend and a daughter and a sister, um, I don't slow down personally enough to really check in on how my mental health is doing and how I'm feeling. And am I giving myself time to have hobbies and to make sure that I'm taking care of my overall wellness? But I think in the workplace specifically, what companies are now understanding is maybe in the past, it was kind of taboo to bring up wellness in the workplace that no, you just showed up and you left everything behind. But I think COVID really highlighted that people come to work as whole human beings, navigating various things. And I think it's the companies that recognize that, that get in front of it that acknowledge that people are enduring a variety of things when it comes to uh, stress, overwhelm. Um, And I think the companies that are creating programming around it are building employee resource groups about around it. 
um, are the ones that have team members who feel seen at work. And so I think that knowing that it's so hard to do in our personal lives when an individual is also supported at work, I think it's that's, that is a huge stride for all of us as human beings to be able to focus a little bit more on um, taking care of ourselves in a really stressful and fast-paced world. Yeah, there's certainly something to be said in a relationship, kind of I'll call it employer to employee, and, and probably even a, the best way to relate to it is to someone that you love and care for and is there for you and a lot, you can be your authentic self to them. You can have difficult conversations and there's no, there's no judgment. There's no, there's no recourse. They don't put it in your permanent record as it relates to that, that you had a bad day. And I think employers as a whole businesses are grappling with how do we do that for our people while we want to drive results for our business. It's kind of this catch 22 in some cases. And I think the work that you're doing, obviously people are a incredibly critical part of any business. If they're not in the right headspace, if they've got distractions going on, we know their work quality is going to change and it's going to impact the results anyway. So it seems to make logical sense to invest in wellness for sure. Exactly. And, and John, you know, you and I have talked, you know, that I have a passion for parents in the workplace and the feedback that I get from a lot of parents in the corporate world is sometimes they're hesitant to ask for flexibility because, you know, we don't want our boss or our coworkers to think that our parenting is getting in the way of the way that we show up at work. Or I've heard people who um, are nervous to share that they're pregnant because they don't know how the company is going to look at that as far as their career path. And so, some of the best companies that um, I've worked with over the course of the last year who have parenting ERGs are the ones who are just talking about it openly. So they're saying to the, their people, we get it. We know that you're thinking of this and we want you to know that you are supported. We want to understand the things that you deal with. And not only that, we want to create a culture that if you are a non-parent, that we create space for those people to better understand what parents are going through. So a lot of the parenting ERGs are welcoming non-parents in. And we say, hey, listen, if you work alongside a parent, it's probably a good thing for you to, little, to learn a little bit more about what they're dealing with. If you are a leader of a parent, aren't you going to be a better leader if you take the time to better understand the things that they're enduring? And so- Again, I think that some of the best companies are just now taking all of these thoughts and feelings that employees typically feel in the shadows and putting them in the spotlight and giving people um, maybe a little bit more comfort to bring up some of those things at, at work. And I think that is incredibly important. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question after a quick mm -hmm. tease on uh, the HR Like a Boss podcast is brought to you by Willery, which is a staffing and consulting firm which has a focus in people and technology. On the people side, if you have any challenges or struggling to find talent on your HR payroll team, whether that be a direct hire, an executive leader, or a contract or temporary resource, Willery is the way to go to help you find that talent. At the same time, our consulting practice has a unique specialization in technology. So if you have that HCM system and you want to pull your hair out while you're at work because it's not working properly, you can't get it to integrate the right way, Please make sure to check out willery.com to learn more, not only about our staffing services, but our technology consulting. And also this podcast is called HR Like a Boss. Book launches on October 24th. And we have launched the most robust guide to amazingly awesome HR community called the HR Like a Boss community, which will give a ton of training resources and playbooks 
and live sessions with thought leaders, potentially like with people like Bree, giving you insights on how you can do amazingly awesome HR. Super excited to continue that work and really try to empower the HR profession to do their absolute best work. So before the shameless plug, you were talking about parents, and I had this idea, this thought that COVID outed parents at work, in my opinion, where that you know, we all had to go home to work March, whatever the date was, 2020. And all of a sudden, you had a dog barking in the background. You had kids screaming at dad or mom on, on a Zoom call. And you had disheveled hair. You had frustration. You had all these things. Do you think that that ended up being a good thing in the wellness space? You mentioned it before that you think it brought light to a lot of things. But do, do you feel like it made humans more human? Because when you're at work, you you tie up, you suit up, you you focus in, you don't really talk a lot about home at times. Some people don't feel comfortable, like you mentioned before, but do you think that that three year ago thing really was a was a good thing in, in that space uh, to help people become more authentic in what they're doing at work? I absolutely do. And certainly, you know, when I look back on those, those times, there's so many challenges and so many things that I think we're still trying to figure out now. But to your point, I think parents were finally seen and no longer did we have to make a choice of whether we could show our parenting side or not. It was on display as we were holding a toddler while having a Zoom meeting. And um, and I think that it that part is a good thing. And I think it also gave parents a chance to show their companies that they could be productive at home um, and which granted a lot of flexibility for people and um, and that is some, and I, I also think it, it taught some people who thought maybe they wanted to work at home that they're like, well, maybe not, maybe I am a little bit better in person. But yeah, I think that, you know, the word that comes to mind for me is empathy. Um, it was on highlight and you weren't just seeing it with, you were seeing it with, you know, C-suite leaders who were enduring it all the way down to an entry-level salesperson, which I think, again, humanized it and connected all of us. And it, it didn't matter what your title was or, or anything. We all just saw each other for the life that we have outside of work. And I think that there's a level of empathy that that potentially was lacking in the corporate space before that that time brought forward. And I think forced a lot of companies or encouraged a lot of companies to look at the way that they see people as whole human beings. So to your question directly, yes, I think some good did come out of it. Yeah, and I think about that, the whole empathy thing, where at least in my in my my experience, that that was a time where we all were dealing with this global pandemic. It, there it was not, it was it was universal, not just to your neighbor, to to your countrymen, to the globe, all that was going on. And I felt like one experience that I've had recently or pr prior prior to both of my parents passing away, I would grieve with and share empathy and show my sorrow to people that had lost their parents. And I tried to put myself in their shoes, but I think true empathy is best when you've actually experienced what the person's going through because it's easy for you. It, it, can, it can be a little shallow sometimes, I think, uh, empathy, unintended empathy or this, the fact that when you've done it before, when you've been there before, which we all were in that in COVID, it was easier for us to do that, to feel for people, to walk a mile in their shoes because we were doing it together. 
And I think there's, there's a lot to be said about it. So I, I would, I encourage myself all the time to be really careful to ensure my empathy is genuine in, in that vein, as opposed to it being hollow or, Hey, I'm supposed to be empathetic because it's a buzzword since 2021 I'm working on it. But to me, it's really about, you know, not only that, but taking action on what you hear. There's something to be said about, you you hear someone going through something. Okay. I'm going to walk a mile in your shoes. Now let's do something about it. And that word empathy too, I think, you know, as you know, I do a lot of work with employee resource groups. Um, I, you know, just because of my experience and the way that my social media platform was built, talking about my experience as a woman and as a mother, I work with a lot of women and caretaker employee resource groups. But I think generally when we talk about employee resource groups, um, these, these leaders are inviting in everyone. So maybe they're talking about a topic that is specific to parenting, but I think the efforts of employee resource groups, group leaders to welcome in people who don't necessarily identify with whatever the employee resource group is, is really part of leading that um, one, like having more empathy in the workplace. So to your point, while there are, you know, like a, a veterans group, I just, you know, who is a part of event, I, I don't have experience as a veteran, I will never be able to fully empathize with that. But if I'm in a company and there is a veterans employee resource group and they're having an event that will allow me to learn more and to understand more, I think that is what is so powerful about employee resource groups and and the work that they're doing to not only create connection within the company of those who have those shared experiences, but are also making the effort to welcome in other people to learn as well. And so that's where if you can't have that real life experience, that you can at least show up, listen, learn, and hopefully that leads to a little bit more empathy too. Yeah, great point. Genuine interest in what's going on with them. Like you said, you you did not serve the country. You can't walk a mile, technically walk a mile in their shoes, but you certainly can ask a bunch of questions. Really, really listen, make sure they feel heard. People love to tell their own stories about whatever they experienced. And that's pretty cool. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Bree, you're incredible. I really appreciate you being on the show. I get all guests out of the show with one final question. It's a shameless plug to the book, to the podcast, to the community. How would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? They are a leader who leads with heart first. They lead with um, that word empathy, that they are constantly trying to listen and learn from the people that they are serving in the company and ultimately create those processes, those systems, that culture that allows someone to feel like they can show up to their as their whole selves at work, no matter who they are. Appreciate you, Bree. Love your insight. Keep your work going. Uh, make sure to the HR Like a Boss community that you follow Bree Schmidt and all that she has going on. We'll make sure to include all of that in the show notes. Bree, I really appreciate you being on. One of the things that I heard from my listeners is they love a quick recap. So you had so many great points. I'll pick just a few. You talked about the purpose of human resources, supporting the people behind the business, the importance of understanding the people that make things happen, the processes, the culture, the systems that are with that and to ensure people are leading with their heart and they're doing it with empathetic action and genuine interest in other people. And they're listening and learning from those that they work with so that they can really create a unique culture and environment. And which is all about your business. They're taking time for themselves. They're doing good things to make sure they can recharge their battery and bring their best self to work every single day. So Bree, it was incredible to have you on the show. I appreciate you very much.
And I wish you nothing but the best in your continued endeavors. John, thanks so much for having me and for all the work you do for HR professionals and the people they support. It's been great to talk to you again. Thanks for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you're in for a treat with the book, HR Like a Boss. It's filled with more stories and valuable insights that can truly impact your HR career. The journey doesn't end here. Visit www.hrlikeaboss.com to join the largest community of amazingly awesome human resources professionals who are committed to doing HR Like a Boss. Stay connected with us on social media and don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate, and review. Your feedback helps us deliver content that matters to you. Reach out to join directly at john at willery.com. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.